Toughest to you all for a fine Friday has landed here in the UK once again, my friends. And that means one thing. We should raise our gavels to the sky. Because once again, from around the globe, across the multiverse of MMOs, stories have been sent our way of the tales of the weird and the wonderful and the crazy and the suspicious and the downright degenerate that exists out there behind the hidden world of the keyboard, where people behave in all kinds of crazy ways. We, from crazy erp to just generally being a dick or maybe warning signs for those of us to watch out for if you're fresh to the mmo world and as we have spread our wings wide we have completed our first destiny 2 raid this week and an exciting and interesting experience it was to say the least we have also stepped into the path of fire of guild wars 2 with more raids awaiting us as we work through our collection of mounts i have obtained a bunny rabbit with kangaroo legs which can leap me high into the sky, at least soonish. Although I was disqualified from a race today, which was unprofessional, and the game clearly cheated me. It should not have been that way, because I was definitely going to be the winner. But of course, the game saw otherwise, and would not allow me to take part in it. And our streaming is not over for the weekend after this, either. At 6pm on Sunday, we will be sitting down with Mighty Teapot, one of the long-established Guild Wars 2 content creators, who's going to be quizzing me and asking me all sorts of stuff. We'll be live over in his channel, so you can tune into that and see what's going on there. It should be super fun to see what... Uh, it reminds me very much of what we did with Path of Exile, where we sat down with Nugi and Taki and Ray's to find out the blind aspects of a fresh player coming in and the things they pick up along the way. And probably uh, having to keep some secrets from me, as we still have a little ways to go in Guild Wars before we reach the end of that journey. A long way to go, but what an enjoyable journey it has been. We'll also have some announcements next week of some traveling that I'm going to be doing and hopefully get to meet some of you. That would be fantastic. I'm going to be all over the place. We have said we're going to be in Australia in the summer. We're going to be in Texas next year. And we have some other things coming up as well as being in London uh, for FanFest over in October, I think it is. We'll be down in that London and hopefully get a chance to meet up with some of you and say hi and do all those wonderful things because, of course, a BlizzCon does not exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> at least for a little while and maybe it'll be coming back. But that's not why you're here right now. And uh, We always have new viewers every single week. So I do like to remind you, Drama Time is a wonderful way. Everybody has a story to tell. If you've played MMO games for any amount of time, you have definitely bumped into someone who's a little bit crazy, a little bit different, and done something very strange. And you can send them to us at drama at preachgaming.com. Miss Bex has asked because she wants some... More stories from the likes of Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy and even Destiny if you've bumped into some strangers that didn't just call your mum a bitch uh, over Xbox Live. <laughs> that doesn't quite make the cut, but you've certainly probably bumped into some weird and strange people along the way. People who can't raid for longer than like an hour. <laughs> they need a little sleep. <laughs> they need a little sleep. So get them in, guys. We would love to hear from you, especially with the new MMOs we've jumped into. Very excited to hear from them. Um... <clears throat> I have three tales in front of me for this week. Three stories that have been sent our way. So let's get started before my wife drops my children off. She is going out later. She's going to do her thing. I need a guild name for my live audience, if possible. If we can get a nice guild name. Uh, if you're bored, just kill the guild. Okay, this is going to piss me off. <laughs> this is going to kiss me off. Oh, I'm already annoyed. Uh, the, the race DQers. Uh-huh. Very funny. Uh, disqualified cheaters. The jump starters. Fine, fine, fine. The guild shall be named the jump starters. Thank you very much. You are a wholesome chat as always. Such friends. Such wonderful people. <clears throat> Just a constant... I, I take it all back about coming to meet many of you. <clears throat> you know, I just uh, was hoping for a nice, uh, maybe a nice sit down and meet you all. But no, apparently you're uh, mean and nasty. Let's go to our first tale for today then. If you're bored, just kill the guild, apparently. Uh, I think we're probably over in the Warcraft universe for this one. Let's have a little look. See, we got some Final Fantasy XIV coming up as well. Nice. Dear Preacher and your wonderful chat. I come to you today, for I have sinned. I am guilty. Drop the gavel on me now. I know what your judgment will be. Hmm. We shall see. 
We shall see. Many people do use drama time to c confess their sins in a court of law so that we can all be absolved and maybe we can seek some repentance for our crimes against the MMO world. I want to take you back, guys, to a wonderful time, to a time of joy and happiness. It was the Legion expansion. Oh, praise be. Let's all reminisce on this for a moment. Let's all breathe it in. <sighs> times. Good times. <clears throat> Where we, the Jump Starters Guild, were raiding in Tomb of Sargeras. The tomb was a great raid. Ah, heroic raiders, are you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Said by none of the mythic raiders, by any means. <laughs> That's clearly a heroic raider perspective, not a mythic raider. <clears throat> And it had a very hard end boss in the one and only Kill Jaden. Kill Jaden himself took us four weeks of progress. Oh, it could be mythic. Those four weeks haven't been that bad. We took minor steps in the right direction and mostly wiped to individual mistakes, which we all have when raiding. We had one warrior who always hit Alt F4 when he failed and said that he had a disconnect. We knew what he was doing, but it was a funny meme. Is it, though? I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. That's not funny. That's... This, this must be heroic. Like, there's no way you're tolerating that in Mythic, right? Not at Kill Jaden. After the Kill Jaden kill, we stepped into farm raiding. And naturally, less and less people would show up because who can be arsed? Big true. Unfortunately, our guild master, Petsod, only raided with us one of two raid days a week. And he was one of our tanks. As he was guild master, he wouldn't step down, so he had to recruit a third tank who only raided on the days he didn't raid. Right. Awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> That's a bit of a bitch roll. <laughs> our solution was to ask our feral DPS Knuckles if he could swap into a big bear on the days needed. Now, Knuckles, Knuckles, my friends, was a nice guy. A very nice guy. And agreed, no problem. It'll save us a load of trouble. I'll do that. Knuckles was the guy that was always online. He would help everyone. No matter what they needed, Knuckles was there for you. He was our guild chad. Besides the fact that Knuckles invites random people to the guild at 3am because he found them in dungeons. Other than that, Knuckles was doing great. Okay. I mean, he's a feral druid, so... You have to expect some something to go wrong somewhere, right? There's there's some sort of... There's some sort of disconnect happening at some point. Dunthus, though, was our raid leader. And he was an absolute toxic idiot. But he was the only one of the entire guild roster willing to be raid leader and give callouts. And the last person relevant to our little tale is Nautilus, our healer druid. The chillest guy I've ever met. Always friendly, always nice. And I don't know why, but Dunthus, Nautilus, and me, we got on like a little click. A click where we disliked our more and more offline slacker guildmaster. And after a couple of weeks, we were leading the guild. While our lovely guildmaster, Petsod, stayed offline until his one raid day a week. Now, while we were chatting one night, we decided we'd had enough. We should take the guild. We're running it anyway. It should be ours. You see, other players might have left the guild, made a new one just without them, or just reopened a new guild, but no. This was our guild. It was our home, and our leader was letting us down. So we started to talk about it, and I came up with a master plan. Petsod should resign the guild master title and give us the jump starters, full control. And as I shared my plan with Dunthus, he laughed and told me, all right, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I think at this point, he was about to leave the guild anyway. I was just curious to see how this demolition would come about. Let me take you through my plan, Preacher, and you can see what you think. <laughs> Phase one of take the guild. Okay. 
convince people it was a good idea. All right, phase one is to convince people it's a good idea. We had Petsod, Dunthus, Nautilus, me, and two more officers. The problem was the other two officers were real-life friends with Petsod, the guildmaster. I would never support the regicide. So I needed more. At least one. So that we, if we had a vote or something, had more than half people who'd support me. In our weekly officer meetings, I mentioned that Knuckles should be one of the officers. He's so helpful. He's such a nice guy. He's always there for everybody who's in the guild. What other person would we ever want to be an officer in this guild? I knew that Knuckles would support me. He would eat out of my hand. He was the perfect candidate to be my shill. Everybody agreed to make him an officer, so my plan was working off well. Phase two, then, was to start shitting on Petsod. Turn people against him. Since I had the high, high, the high ground in the officer team, I also needed the support of the rest of the members. But you can't just go to the guild and say you want to take over. That would be too upfront. That would be too horrible. So I just started subtly badmouthing him. Pet sod, but not like obviously. Like I would sprinkle things here and there on different guildies. Mention that he had brought them up in officer meetings. Mention that he thought their performance wasn't doing well. And how I disagreed because I'd seen your performance on the off days. And I thought your performance was fine. But Petsod thinks you might be a bit shit. That's where I started. I just let it sprinkle to various people that, you know, Petsod may be just not the right candidate for us. It got out of hand so freaking quickly, Preach. But in a week, the guild hated Petsod. Rumors were flying around everywhere about Petsod's behavior. And maybe, maybe he was a bit of a dick. I should remind you, Petsod had done none of these things. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> That's just so mean. That's so mean. Phase three, then, was to be an intervention against the now awful Petsod. I decided to call an officer meeting to dethrone him. At least that's what was my intention. But here comes Knuckles, the nicest guy in the world out of nowhere. Petsod, who had never said an ill... Knuckles, who had never said an ill word to anybody. Just started the meeting with Petsod is a useless piece of shit and he should give up Guildmaster. Knuckles just did my whole job for me without prompting, without warning, without being told there was a plan happening. He was just a puppet, but he bought into it so much that he just stole the entire show. This was great for me. I just decided to jump on the rolling train and I accused... I started accusing Petsod of mismanaging the guild, wasting players' time. Give up the guildmaster rank so we can finally be free. That officer meeting, my friends, took two hours until Petsod was so broken that he gave up the guildmaster and quit the guild. His two IRL friends stayed. That's so cold. This is really sad. This is really sad. Nautilus get, got the guild master and did nothing with it. And I learned that guys who are stoned and chilled all the time are not great guild leaders. <laughs> but, but the jump starters was ours. So that brand new guild, we recruited some more people who never ever came to the raids. And a warrior from another realm who paid $20 for a realm change who just gave up the next day. When the next drama made everybody nope out of <laughs> jump starters, Petsod transferred also to another realm and made a brand new guild where he did went got dethroned two or three weeks after joining and stopped playing WoW completely. His confidence had been shattered. This is really dark. So you took over the guild. The guild immediately went to shit without him being there. He tried to start again and had just lost it all completely. I think we broke this poor man. If you ask yourself after all this, why I did this? I was just bored that day and thought it would be a fun idea. I hope you all have a wonderful day. 
I feel so depressed. I feel so depressed. This is so dark. This is just really, really dark. Bex, this is miserable. This isn't Friday fun time. This is just miserable. This is horrible. <laughs> this is just fucking top, lad. <laughs> top, lad. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's so dark. Uh, yeah, the last line is, thanks for reading my tale, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. <laughs> no, I'm fucking depressed. Jesus, fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going over to FF14. Nothing can be bad there. <laughs> Nothing can be bad there. What a warm-up to the show. Excellent. <clears throat> Do I... Oh, God, is this going to be our judgment? Okay. Do I deserve any of this? Do I deserve any of this? Okay. Now, typically, and I'm sure a lot of our regulars are already judging you with a yes. I haven't even looked at the chat yet. Uh, but... <clears throat> yep. <laughs> They're already claiming you as guilty. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the worst. You're supposed to be an impartial jury, guys. You're supposed to be an impartial jury. Here to be friendly and nice. Okay. <sighs> Let's all breathe. Hey, Mikey. I hope this story finds you, the whole PG team, and your audience well. All right, we're being buttered up, guys. Yeah, this is this is a bad start. This is a bad start. We're being buttered up. I've been watching your YouTube content for almost 11 years now, as Kata was when I first started uh, seriously trying to raid him WoW. And I happened upon one of your guides on YouTube. I've been a steady watcher ever since, and drama time has become a staple for my wife and me. She didn't start playing MMOs until 2020. Wow. And drama time allowed her a unique opportunity to catch up on just what all can happen in the world of MMOs. I, I'm sorry to say, I'm a wrath baby. But I have evolved into an FF14 low-poly grape enjoyer. I missed out on the low poly grapes. I only saw the high poly grapes. I missed out on the meme. I lost my love of World of Warcraft in BFA. Shocker. <laughs> I did pick up the Shadowlands eight months after launch to appease a friend who was begging me to come and play WoW again and claiming that everything had changed. I played through the story, capped my character, chose a covenant, Saw how much I needed to do every single day to even start raiding, logged out, and cancelled my subscription. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can see that. That's that's That seems fair. <laughs> that seems fair. Well, that's neither here nor there. Just a little backstory for you to get, uh, to you get understanding. Today, I want to tell you about the sorriest asshole I have ever encountered in video games and it was in final fantasy 14 yes even the supposed drama free final fantasy 14 has its fair share of questionable people what could be the sorriest person you would find in ff14 and you can't just say mentors the sorriest person you would find in ff14 It's got to be someone like role-playing as somebody who gets stepped on or something, right? Some real degenerate shit. Lalafelli RPs, that's pretty... That's more twisted than sorry. It's just... Sorry, I always associate with just being lame. Like, it just sucks. It just... It's just like, oh, God. You just suck. Role-playing mentors. I imagine some of them are really good. I don't know. Let's find out. I play on the primal data sensor and focus primarily on raiding and difficult achievements. I played the same way in WoW as your drama time videos kept me sane while farming the insane achievement not long ago. Oof. Oof. Not one I've ever fancied doing. In 14, one of my aspirations is to become the necromancer by soloing my way through all 200 floors of Palace of the Dead. I'm going to do that too. I'm going to get that done. I fancy that. Every single necromancer I've spoken to is the nicest, most helpful player. And you can tell that they have a genuine love for the mechanics and systems within the game. My wife and I both noticed necromancers immediately when doing roulettes. Savage player finder and the like. So you can imagine my excitement when I saw a necromancer named Disset 
standing in front of the Limsa Laminsa etherite one day back in early January of this year. Hanging out in Limsa, that's your first mistake, right? You're hanging out in Limsa. I mean, I don't know, dude. Hanging around the etherite in Limsa is going to get you some experiences. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to get some experiences up in there. That's where it's going to get weird. But this, my friends, was no ordinary necromancer. This guy looked like he was the king of Final Fantasy XIV. Not only did he have the necromancer title, he also had a Dragon Song Reprise ultimate weapon and the incredibly rare Shadow Cleaver armor glammed onto his gear. He looked like the god of Final Fantasy XIV. This gear was a special PvP reward for the top 100 PvPers for each data center in patch 5.5 of the Shadowbringers. There were only 6 data centers when it was awarded, so that means that there are only 600 players in the game that have this armor. It looks incredible. Take a look at it below. Alright, let's have a quick look. Let's check it for our audio listeners. It looks alright. Eh. I don't know. I mean, it's not yellow. It's spiky black armor with a bit of red on it. Yeah, it's. I agree. Eh, it's alright. It's got prestige to it. It doesn't look great, but it carries the prestige. So that's why people like it. Yeah, it carries a prestige. It's 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 a symbol more than looks good. So, this necromancer that I'd seen was the physical embodiment of the highest level of mastery in all forms of the game's content. Solo, necromancer title. Group PVE, Dragon Song's reprise. PVP, Shadow Cleaver armor. He's done it all. When I saw a character like this, I was floored. That's everything I wanted to be. I just stood there in front of him, making it completely obvious that I was inspecting him. He was the leader of his own free company and had the mentor crown as well, truly solidifying his place as the most achieved king of Final Fantasy XIV content I had ever seen. Now, as an avid savage raider who mains a dark knight, I always look to improve myself. So when I noticed he was also playing dark knight, I thought, this guy must know every trick in the book. This guy must be a fucking blaster, an absolute superstar. If there's anything that would help me become better to achieve the heights that he has risen to, it's him. He can teach me everything. I bet I could find his logs. Yes. It should be easy. This guy's probably got multiple 99 out of 100 passes in Endwalker and Shadowbringers. So off I went to the logs. I went to find out for myself so I could learn something, but nothing. Nothing could have prepared me for what I found there. Nothing at all. Because there was nothing there. Nothing at all. I found nothing. Well, I did find something. But it was only normal mode logs for the current Abyssus raid tier. You see, FF logs defaults to normal mode raid passes if a player doesn't have any logged savage passes. Weird. The numbers were not good at all. By any stretch of the imagination. I didn't even know a player like this could generate a grey pass, but there it was i saw a blue one once okay i thought well you don't have to have done any abyssos to unlock dsr you have to do Aspidelos to do that on savage people stop raiding all the time for one reason or another perhaps he's just moved on maybe dragon song burnt him out maybe that's what it is so i'll head over to where the Aspidelos savage passes and take a look there but you've probably already guessed what I found when I went to check. No savage. Just normal mode. Alarm bells were ringing in my head. Unless you're in a static with seven other people who all agree that logging your pass is stupid and agree that none of you would ever upload a pass, 
There's no way you clear an entire raid tier without somebody logging something somewhere. And even if the logs were hidden or removed, I find it incredibly hard to believe that someone who can't purple pass at all is capable of doing Dragon Song, a fight with some of the most rigorous DPS checks in all of the game. DSR then! Duh! Of course, DSR I thought. I bet there's no log of the DSR kill either. And sure enough, I was right. No logs. No logs for any of the high-level content at all. My immediate thought was that this guy had to have bought his clear from DSR. Thinking this immediately threw the Shadow Cleaver armor and the Necromancer title under my scrutiny as well. Is this guy just a pay-to-win swiper, Andy? So I went to Google. I typed the untypable. Want to buy clears of FF14 content. And something popped up. I found a site that was selling Dragon Song's reprise full clear for $800. And the way this was done was using words I'd never heard before. They involved something called piloting. That involved somebody else playing your account with an assigned group and they killed the fight for you. And you could even have the stream open so you can watch. The $800 package included piloting your character through all of the Asphodelo Savage. Again, you had to have cleared that in order to get into DSR. So it made sense that that was included in the price. And as a side note, it is March 23rd as of the time I'm writing you this tale. And upon going back to the same website I went to in early January, the price of a DSR clear has dropped to nearly $250. I thought, okay, that could be it. Maybe that's what's happened here. If I were to go and look at his achievements, would I see that he cleared P4S and DSR on the same day or in an incredibly short time period together? That would support the idea of him paying real money to achieve these things. It's not definitely not possible to do this unless you were maybe clearing on an alt. I just don't believe that's possible in this situation. You wouldn't be AFKing all day in Limsa on an alt with this much to show off. And when I went to look at his achievements, I didn't find that the achievements were on the same day or close. But I did find something interesting. This god-tier character standing before me. This character who was clearly flexing all of the things he had done in Final Fantasy XIV had set his achievements to private. Meaning I couldn't see them. Now, to be fair, I think achievements may be automatically set to private for all characters. But the fact that I couldn't see them didn't help the mystery at all. I noticed on the website where you could buy clears that there was also an option to buy... The necromancer title running 850 dollars at the time i looked at the website the only thing that didn't make sense to me though was the pvp he could have gotten it legitimately but there's also a part on the website i was looking at where you could buy a high rank in the crystalline conflict i couldn't find anything on the way back machine but high level ff14 pvp has had a history of win trading and gatekeeping at the high end so it's entirely within reason to expect you could have bought one of those top 100 spots for your data center under the right circumstances. Additionally, when I went back through some of the old Shadowbringers logs on normal difficulty fights, again, no Savage logs, I noticed that his account had a different name. Maybe the account already had the PvP gear on it legitimately, but Dissert had bought the account from the original owner and changed the name. All of this had my head spinning as I was so desperate to achieve what this person had achieved. I wanted to be this person, but it was shattering before my eyes. Did he also buy the guild for his large FC house? Did he buy mentor status? Here was a person who on the surface looked like one of the best players this game had to offer. But a simple search suggested perhaps none of this was real at all. And perhaps everything I wanted to achieve was meaningless. I told my wife. 
what I discovered. And I told the FC that we were a part of. Had a good laugh about it and went on with my day. To reiterate, this was back in early January. Now, I've gone back to the Limsa Etherite a few times for various reasons. And without fucking fail, Dissa is there. Standing tall. In the same spot, with the same gear, and that title on every time. I didn't actively think about him between January and now until just the other day in mid-March. I was in Endwalker Hunt Train for a few days. Lo and behold, he's there. He's part of the train. It's Dissa. People in hunt trains commonly talk in slash shouts chats during the tour of the Endwalker Zones, and sure enough, Dissert was talking up a storm. He's having the time of his life talking with everyone. The first thing I noticed was that Dissert was riding the Astrope Mount, which requires you to have completed 2,000 mentor roulettes. Probably had someone do these for him, I guess. Someone on the train was talking about the ultimate thrill seeker title. An incredibly rare title that requires you to participate in 5,000 S-rank mark kills. As of writing this, only 0.3% of players have done this. Dissert responded and said he would never get that title. He's too busy with his wife and kids. I, knowing his history, laughed to myself. <laughs> because we were on a hunt train at 9 o'clock in the morning on a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> Okay. I could have been there. I have a wife and kids. I might have been there at 9am. It doesn't mean everything, you know. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's a scam artist. That doesn't mean that. I could have easily been there and I've got those things. <clears throat> Maybe it was his work day off. Maybe he works from home, but what the fuck? And before you start saying I'm judging him unfairly, who was also playing the game at 9am on Tuesday morning, I will admit my fair share of time theft for my super cushy work from home job. <laughs> I know. I'm a rat bastard for playing games when I should be working. But smile, my work gets done. Fair enough, I suppose, I guess. The conversation continued about Ultimate Thrill Seeker Cycle when Dissit said something that made my jaw hit the floor. And I have the screenshot below. I've scratched out the names for anonymity. And Dissa is the text next to the name scratched out in red. Oh, he's an all caps kind of guy. Let's have a look here. Hype train hunt next mark. Dissa then says, that is the best title to flex in hunts. Same with my quintuple legend and necromancer title. Oh, he's hard flexing it. Uh, in all caps as well. All caps, eBay Andy is hard flexing on everybody in hunt trains with his potentially eBay rewards. What a guy. He bought the right to do this. So, I mean, is it okay? Is it okay? I don't know. He's bought the right to flex it. He's bought it. He's got to make sure everyone knows. I only type in all caps. I was dumbfounded by his bravado. Tell me he threw him up to the bus. I have never met someone who would openly flaunt their titles like Dissert just did, even if they'd earned them legitimately. I was at a loss for the specific use of the word quintuple. Not only did this imply to me that he bought his ultimate clears of Coils, Bahamut, the Weapons Refrain, Epic Alexander, all of which will run you anywhere from $200 to $300 when I checked, but he had also recently bought a clear of Omega Protocol. I thought this was an especially fucking stupid thing to say. He still had his DSR weapon glam on, and he didn't even have the Omega weapon equipped. Only his Mandeville relic. All of his normal logs are Dark Knight. I've only ever seen him in Limsa as a Dark Knight, so if he was Quintuple Legend, where the fuck is the Omega Greatsword, dipshit? <laughs> and on top of that, he wasn't even wearing any Abyssus raid gear either. What an absolute load of bullshit that this guy was spewing. And it made me angry as I craved what he had so much. I started checking the logs again. Let it go, man. Let it go. It's fine. Let it go. Just let it go. It's okay. These guys exist. It's not hard to get. It is what it is. All right. It is what it is. You've just got to let it go. Your personal achievements are yours. Somebody else getting it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just let it go. Be proud of what you have and the memories you gained earning it. That's the important thing. That's what matters. But I went back to the logs. <laughs> no clears of any of the ultimates were in those logs. I couldn't find a single one. My silver lining in all of this was that his comment got no responses. Nobody cared. And that made me so happy. <laughs> People just left it alone and talked about something else. Because that's the correct thing to do. If someone is blessed by some giant girthy cock and walks through the locker room, swinging it between the legs, nobody's bringing it up. Nobody cares. Good for you. On with the day. <laughs> what are you going to do? Great. Wonderful. Let's get on with our day. <laughs> nobody cares about someone trying to show off if someone drops their wallet with a bunch of hundreds or whatever hanging out of it nobody cares it's so sad nobody cares i would love to say that i called him out on it in front of everyone you didn't why the problem was i couldn't prove any of it all of my evidence that this guy was full of shit was from third-party websites and tools. And as much as this all irked me, I'm usually not one to rock the boat. So I kept quiet. And I want to be clear, I don't necessarily have a problem with someone buying a clear of high-end content. You do you. If you have the cash and don't ever want to do the content, but want to be able to say you did the content, live your life and do your thing. But do not flaunt it. But it's so fucking obvious with a little digging that you didn't do anything of the stuff that you're claiming to do. Especially to the degree of calling yourself a quintuple legend in all caps in the zone. My wife got a great laugh out of the screenshot above and told me that if she was there, she would have absolutely gone to town on him. Yeah! And I wish I had something. You should have done. Do it. Why not? Who fucking cares? I wish I had something else to add here. Well, that brings you to the end of my tale of how it frustrated me. I leave you with a gentle warning to anyone out there trying to flaunt something. For Heidelin's sake, beware the paid legend of the Excalibur of Limsa. I hope this didn't annoy any of you too much and have a great rest of your stream. Let it go. You've got to move on with your life. You've got... I once... I can tell you this true story. This happened to me in... When was all the while? Wrath of the Lich King. In Wrath of the Lich King, I was doing a normal five-man run of Halls of... Uh, the one that had the big Thorium guy at the end of it. I can't remember what the fucking dungeon was. Hall, Hall of something. Um, and uh, <laughs> a guy left our group. And then the, the group finder finds a fifth for you, right? A DPS left the group. And this warrior joined. And he rocks up in the absolute current up-to-date raid gear from wherever the fuck... And he also then had a Thunder Fury equipped with him. And I was like, dude, this is kind of cool. The guy looked like a lightning bolt. He looked incredible. It was like a superhero had joined. And he had like a thing that kept changing his weapons between all these awesome weapons throughout history. It was really fucking cool, man. It was so good to see. I thought, this guy is badass. He's going to be awesome. eBay character. Within three packs, I knew it. And it, it deflated me as well. I was like, Ugh. That sucks. That really sucks. Because it, it, the guy only ever pressed Whirlwind. <laughs> That's all he did. He couldn't respond to chat because people were like, Oh, dude, you've got all that stuff. That's awesome. Have you got this? Have you got Sulfurous? Have you got that? And he just never responded. He pressed one button. He died, like, constantly. And within two packs, nobody spoke to him again. Was it Asmon? No. No, it wasn't. But it was grim. Because, yeah, I would have liked to look like that character. I would. I would like to have had that impression. I've had it. Luckily, I've had it a couple of times in my life when I was a Mythic Raider. And your gear wasn't just transmogged to death. But at the same time, it's okay. It's okay. Are you really going to pay? You've got to ask yourself this. Think about that guy and how much money he's paid to just stand AFK in a video game. right it's pretty sad it's pretty sad let them do them but it, i mean ultimately it's pretty sad it's a pretty sad state of affairs so i don't think we should get worried about it <sighs> and try not to get angry about it that'll be it
Eh, I mean, it's whatever you want to do. Like, I fully, and I know people hate me for this, but I fully get people who buy uh, raid clears for mounts. Mount collectors who have absolutely no interest in completely min-maxing their entire lives and dedicating three, four, five nights a week to raiding to get a mount. They're just mount collectors. I totally get that. 100% and I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. They just like having a, the vast collection of mounts. I am totally okay with that. The legitimate way of getting it is so absurd in some cases that it's just not worth people's time. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Right, I need to trust you on this one, chat. We need a fish-related guild name. <laughs> uh, the big fish. The big fish. We need a, a fish-related... Uh, Angler's Anonymous. The Cods. The Jolas. Okay, yeah, we'll go with the Jolas. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with the Jolas. Yes, the Jolas can exist and we can all appreciate uh, the spinny... Spinny fish that come with Jolas. <clears throat> the big fish! <laughs> Mike, this one's going to annoy you a lot. Every story you've given me today, Bex, has annoyed me. <laughs> Every one. A test of... Please send some stories in of fun things with fun endings. Yeah? Can I put a shout out to the chat? Get writing. Send us in some fun ones, right? That aren't designed to raise my heart rate and just infuriate me or make me feel sad. Let's do that. <clears throat> the big fish. Hey, preacher of the chat. This is my fourth story I'm writing to you today over the several years I've been watching Drama Time. Awesome, man. Uh, they really liked... Uh, yeah, they really liked my fourth story, but... Uh, <clears throat> So I've done a two for the price of one. Oh, this is two stories in one. Interesting. Let me take you to my first story. This goes us back many, many years. To be honest, I can't remember in which expansion this happened. And it involved a visit from the police. Uh-oh. My brother introduced me to MMOs with World of Warcraft in vanilla. He's, in high, he's a high school teacher... And it's had several students who have also started the game because of him talking to them about it in class. One of the... Oh, no. Did your brother get done for grooming? <laughs> oh, no. Did he lose his job? Oh, no. Oh, no. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Oh, no. Did the parents... Oh, this could end so badly. The parents like, so your teacher is playing games with you after school? Mm, I wouldn't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, we might be judging. We might be jumping the gun here. Let's let's see how this goes. <clears throat> One of his students. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. One of his students, let's call him Velen, is the focus of this story. <clears throat> Notes, I just want to let you guys know this story was confirmed by a very bemused mother at a parents evening after the event. I'm so worried as to where this goes. So, what exactly happened? <laughs> well, the story goes, he was playing away, enjoying his day until he got stuck in a wall. Alright, we're talking about the, the, the student here, Velen. Being relatively new to World of Warcraft, he didn't know how to get unstuck, and after struggling for a while, decided to make a ticket asking a GM for help. So he completed the ticket, sent it off, and after not getting a reply within 10 to 20 minutes, he just logged off the game and thought nothing of it. Okay. So you might be asking yourselves, how did the police get involved in this? Well, <laughs> a few hours later... He got a knock on his door where two police officers saying they had received a phone call that he had threatened to commit suicide. What? Felon was obviously very confused by this and obviously asked for more information. It turns out that the GM who got his ticket immediately phoned the police upon reading it. And Velen had to explain to two police officers who had no idea what the hell World of Warcraft was, what had happened. So what was in the ticket? Velen's ticket read as follows. How do you kill yourself? 
I'm going to do it. End of ticket. Dude, you fucking clown. You absolute fucking clown. <laughs> you absolute fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, shout outs to the GM. We have many people in our audience who are ex-Blizzard GMs. Good job. Good job, GMs. Good job. <clears throat> now, obviously, Valor meant it in-game, but because he was 13 to 14 years old, he didn't quite understand the nuance of what he had written that an adult might read from it. <laughs> That's the end of my first story. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> See, you don't need to write a Tolkien-esque tome. <laughs> That's really good. How do you kill yourself? I'm going to do it. Jesus, end of ticket. That explains my situation perfectly. I need to provide no more context than that, my friends. I'm going to kill myself. How do I do it? <laughs> I like the idea that a suicidal person thinks that a, a GM of Blizzard would provide the necessary information on committing suicide. Like, the reply would be... Uh, well, you could slit your wrists, you could hang yourself, you could do, you know, like, oh, I hope this helps, let me know if this solves the issue. Like, something along those lines would come flying back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, on to the second story, which is the main event of why I'm writing to you today. Drama times can be stories like that. If you have these little tales, we'd love to hear from them. Oh, that's really tickled me. That's really cheered me up after the misery that was stories one and two. Uh, the story's more recent and starts at the end of Battle for Azeroth. It doesn't strictly involve me in this, uh, in, in me in this one. In this story, I was the observer of the drama rather than actively taking part in it, as many people are. With the Shadowlands pre-patch leveling became extremely fun, and as Shadowlands had four covenants, I planned on playing four characters. No! That's not what they want! You'll pick one and you'll fucking like it! Okay? That's how it's going to work. And you will smile with your meaningful choice. Right? Stop trying to bypass the system, you cheater. Commit. That's how we have fun in our RPG. Unchanging characters are fun. Idiots. You make me sick. My original Alliance server was dead. So I did what uh, I assume most people did and look to move to a realm with a busier server. So I moved myself over to Silvermoon EU. I've been a member of Silvermoon EU at some point. I think that's where uh, Bonebreaker is, is on Silvermoon. And after leveling a few different classes, settled on a druid for the Shadowlands Nightfay theme. Now, I don't raid, but I do like to have people to talk to while playing, so I decided I would find a social guild. You know you can be a member of a raid guild and not a raider. Like, that's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. There are very few guilds who don't allow social members in raid guilds. Totally okay. <laughs> it's absolutely, you've got a friend there. You can join and be a social member. You can jump in sometimes on the normal and heroic pugs, mythic plus, things like that if you feel like it. And don't if you don't feel like it. It's totally okay. Absolutely fine. <clears throat> My main for many expansions has been Horde. So I wasn't necessarily planning on playing that druid much, but I did plan to complete the Covenant content, and I did play around 145 hours on that character during Shadowlands. Whew. Casual. The social guild that I found then was called the Jolas. Who I found on the guild finder being advertised as a social-only guild. And I joined them towards the end of BFA. You intentionally joined a guild that marketed itself as social only. God damn. A guild with intentionally no purpose or direction. All right. The guild masters of this team was an older guy from Belgium called Ruru, who was very chatty, very nice, and generally the guild had a pretty good vibe going for it. They did plan to raid during Shadowlands, but they were going to keep it casual. And they were never going to go beyond normal raiding. Okay. And being on a very populated server, they had a great number of people online on a regular basis. Usually around 30 to 40 people would be online whenever I logged in. So Shadowlands comes along. 
And every so often I would log on to my druid, play a bit and have a nice chat with the people of the Jolas, who were all very friendly. At this point, this guild seems to have zero issues. Everyone's friendly, the GM is mentally stable. So, how did it all go wrong? Well, it turns out that Ruru didn't really want to raid even normal mode. <laughs> so asked if someone else wanted to run the guild's raiding system in his stead. Seems fair. So, Jimmy Seen steps forward. Jimmy Seen had joined the guild at the start of the Shadowlands with a group of six to seven friends who had all come from an imploding guild. Jimmy Seen was a nice guy, and as I said, I had no interest in raiding, so I have no idea how good of a raid leader he was or anything. In amongst the seven to eight people, there was a problem, though. And that problem came in the form of Lame One, who was a tanking Death Knight. Lame One was what can only be described as an insufferable cockwomble. I did not put the names into this, Isaac. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> this is all Bex is doing. I had no involvement in this, Isaac. And this is word for word what's written in the story. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Lane One was such a complete piece of dog shit, Jesus Christ, that he rubbed literally everyone the wrong way. And a lot of these issues stem from the fact that Lane One had killed a mythic boss and was then self-described as a mythic raider. <sighs> uh. Lane One would tell us that he was just too good to be playing with some of the other people in this guild, but he enjoyed bringing himself down to help other people improve so that they weren't peasants anymore. This is a quote from him. His self-written guild note was that he was a big fish in a small pond. I'm actually boiling with rage. This is when you send in Loz. This is a Loz moment. Loz, go deal <laughs> as laws would say it and has said it to me several times it's time to get out the big boots <laughs> he's RPing copium <sighs> it turns out okay yeah how did this guy get here it turns out what had actually uh it turns out what had actually joined the guild was a clique containing jimmy scene who was a healer lame one who was the tank and three dps who, with the exception of Jimmy Scene, only ran mythic dungeons together and only did raids. They didn't interact with literally anyone else in the guild, other than Lame One being a prick and vocally letting people know how good he was. But what we'd also gotten was a couple of other people who had come from the same guild who weren't part of their little friend group. One of them was a hunter named Velen. Velen, very... I assume this is a different Velen from Story 1. Yes, Bex? This is not a crossover story, or what? Just to make sure that we're using separate names here. Bex can confirm in the chat this is a separate guy. Velen very much fit with the rest of the guild. He was chatty. You, he, oh, the author used the same name for both. Okay. He was chatty. He's friendly and very helpful. Generally, he was a really nice guy and was able to fill us all in on the backstory of Lame One. See, the thing is, Lame One was a mythic raider. The key word there was was. Lame One raided mythic in Warlords of Draenor. Lame One had not killed a mythic boss in five years. Lame One... <laughs> five years ago, I killed mythic fucking whatever. What was the first boss in Highmall? That was dog shit. That you killed in like one pull. Oh, I can't remember. It was the arena. They were, you had to fight the lions coming out of the pens. You know, something like that. Yeah, the blade guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you, oh, this guy has not killed the butcher. I fucking guarantee this that guy hasn't. Kargath, yeah, this guy hasn't killed the butcher. There's no way. Mythic butcher was a fucking nightmare. We had it on farm, though. Lame One was nowhere near as good as his self-proclamations made him out to see be. Now let's go to 
And I hadn't really been on my Druid in a while, so I logged in to see everything relatively normal. The more friendly people I chatted to regularly all said hello, welcome back, etc. Where have you been? And I just started playing some Corthia. A little while later, I wanted to check when someone had been online last that was a friend of mine, but I noticed something very unusual with the guild member list. At the top rank was Ruru, as you might expect. But now instead of there being an officer rank below Ruru, there were four co-guild masters. Including Jimmy Scene, Velen, and two others from the clique. There were then officer ranks below them, filled with people who didn't appear to be particularly active, who I assume were the guild's original officers. Lane 1 was still in the guild, but Lane 1 was not an officer. Which was probably a good thing. At that time, I just thought, hmm, okay, probably just helping people run the raiding and things like that. So whatever, and carried on playing. By the time 9.2 rolled around, I had lost interest in my druid as far as I can remember. I didn't really play it all that much. I might have played it a bit when the patch launched, but if I did, it wasn't for very long. And I can't make any comments of note about what was happening in the guild during that time. So let's go to today. Dragonflight is out. Good expansion, by the way. And my druid is still level 60. I don't really have any intention on leveling it as I have enough fun on my main, a shaman. But one day, a few weeks ago, I logged in. See what's going on. I still had a bit of gold. I wanted to buy a few things from the auction house, pets and such. Which greeted me when I logged on to the druid surprised me. The Jolas was gone. Mostly. I still had the guild title. Ruru was there. But Ruru had not been online in months. The once active guild with 30 or 40 people online all the time just being social and not really pushing to do anything had around 10 people left in it, none of which had been online recently. It was like walking into a city that had been destroyed by a plague. Every other player was gone. Lame One was gone. Jimmy Scene was gone. Vellum was gone. And it appeared that the guild that had five guild masters had died at some point before Dragonflight. I checked if any of them were online, and it turned out that Velen was online. A whisper is required. Yo, dude, what happened? Check the Discord, was his reply. <laughs> I wasn't in the Jola's Discord. I tend to avoid joining random Discords that I won't use very much, and didn't really see the point of me being there if it's a casual guild that I'm not taking part in any organized content with. Well, the Discord invite link was still in the guild information, so out of curiosity, I copied the link and joined the Discord out of morbid curiosity, and I'm sure many of you would have done the same. What I found was like a tome found in a desert, a message in a bottle sent across the seas, a snapshot in time of the shit show from the end of July 2022. The Discord was as dead as the guild and was just about empty with most players leaving. Now, I obviously don't know everything that went on in that Discord because I could only see the public channels, but the shit show that was in the public channels was enough to tell a story of what had happened. So let's tell that story. Well, with the upcoming fated raids, Lane One and the Click had decided they wanted to do the raids on Mythic, and Jimmy Scene would be the raid leader. Seeing as this guild had never done anything after normal mode before several of the guild members expressed confusion as to why we would go from normal mode raiding to mythic raiding. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a really good question. That would be my first question too. Why should us normal raiders go to a mythic raid? Eventually, Ruru, who I remind you, had no part in the raids and actually passed that title over, had to step in and say that if they wanted to try and organize a mythic raid team, they can try, but as a compromise, they should also do normal with the ones who didn't want to do mythic. Why? Why is that a compromise? I'm confused at this decision. Surely if you want to take people to mythic, have a go. But why would you then force them to take people to normal? This seems like a pretty good GM decision to defuse the problem, right? No. Not at all. Seems like a terrible decision. 
<laughs> I don't see how this decision makes any sense. Unless I'm missing something, I have no idea why this would... I don't get this at all. Okay. <clears throat> well, it would have been fine, but then the thorny issue of when they would do the separate raids came up. And that's when it came tumbling down. Lay oh! Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Now it makes sense. The Click's plan was to take over the normal raid night slot where they go to normal raiding and make that the mythic raid night. And that they promised they would do normal raids on a different day. Right, okay. So this casual, super casual guild does have a raid night where they go and do normal mode and they want to replace that with mythic raiding instead. And therefore, all the players who want to go mythic raid will no longer be in the normal raid and everything will fall down and die. Okay, this makes sense. Everyone else wanted to just do the normal raid at the normal time and had no fucking interest in Mythic. <laughs> but we don't want to go to Mythic. But Tuesday is Mythic raid night. Not normal raid night. But I don't want to go to Mythic. I want to do normal. <laughs> well, that's not what we do on a Tuesday anymore, is it? So what are you going to do? I don't know, not show up, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the plan. Jimmy Seen, who I remind you was a nice guy, was now confused. He was now in the middle of both groups as he was the designated guild raid leader and had to lead the mythic and normal raids now, which apparently were going to take place at the same time. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, how could this get so wrong so quickly? I'm so confused how you fucked this up. <clears throat> At this point, Laywon declares that this is why he never wanted to raid with peasants who couldn't handle mythic raid bosses and quit the guild. Along with the three other members of the clique because they're going to go and start their own mythic raid guild. Oh no. Please stop. Come back. This is terrible. It's the worst thing in the world. Oh, please, please. No, stop. <clears throat> this was after telling Velen he should go and drink bleach. <laughs> and started spamming bleach gifts in the Discord. I can't believe no one wants to play in your mythic raid. Oh, I'm shocked. Really? Nobody wants to play with you? This is weird. It's so strange. <laughs> I'm so confused. Nobody wants to play with him anymore. Uh, one of the click members who declared that she was leaving because she's had enough of clicks. <laughs> and I swear to you, her message had no hint of irony in it. <coughs> <coughs> Jimmy seems, it, is, it seems, attempted to play Peacemaker, but then gave up and also left to join, like, join Laymon's new guild as he wanted to raid Mythic. So when I logged in, was the guild almost entirely dead? Surely this drama couldn't have completely killed it. Well, the thing was, all of this happened while Ruru was offline. And as you remember, the guild had four co-GMs, with Velin, Jimmy Seen, and the other two members of the clique. As a parting shot... One of the click members before leaving the guild kicked every single online member of the guild except the ones that they couldn't because of rank and then started kicking the offline members as well until they got bored. I guess I escaped the call due to the letter my character starts with or something similar and then after that point the guild would have started to hemorrhage members as it looked like the guild was dissolving. There's always a vicious streak with these dickheads, man. There's always some malicious, god-awful streak that exists inside them. It looks like Ruru quit WoW when he logged in to find that his entire guild had disappeared. We've had two really sad GMs today. Two really sad GMs. Or at least maybe he's just playing on another server if he's still playing. Velen had a new guild he was happy in, so I guess that's positive. Honestly... Honestly, though, on the more positive end of the stories, I asked Velen whatever happened to Lane One's new Mega Mythic Guild. He gleefully told me that it lasted less than a week. <laughs> and that the click server transferred to join another Mythic Raiding Guild 
where they were so shit that they were all kicked after their one trial night. Boom! Headshot! What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Boom! Joined a real guild? What in the crap are these guys doing? Less than a... You didn't last two trials? Bro, and guilds are really forgiving on your first trial night. They're really quite forgiving. You have to be egregiously bad to fail your first night trial. They don't even check for DPS or anything. They're just seeing if you can be cool. <coughs> I had fucking lols about it with Velen who abandoned them because he was sick of it. But it, it likes, in my dreams, Lane 1 is living out his life as a B-team heroic raider somewhere. Fucking lol at the end of the style. <laughs> fucking lol well the peasants got their own way it seems my friends the peasants got their own way and that brings us to the end of drama time for this week send in some fun ones for us guys get some fun stories in stop giving bex this power to spread misery and corruption throughout the world but also once again it takes one person to spoil everything and uh if you have somebody who is clearly a problem in your guild just kick them don't worry about it it's fine if anybody wants to join them that's okay too that's okay too. Oh, lame one, you absolute. What was it? Uh, hold on. <clears throat> it's lame one, everybody. Who is uh, cunt blocking twat womble? Was it? <laughs> absolute total piece of shit. And that was the phrase. Oh, insufferable cockwomble. You're ins insufferable cockwomble. I'm in Texas next year, Isaac. By the way just saying i'm gonna be in texas just saying just saying for the uh eclipse gonna be in texas for the eclipse i'll send you the deets just saying ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna go spend time with my children who have been abandoned by my wife i see she has left the house the car is not here but i know my kids are here and they're waiting for me so i hope you're great i will see you on sunday at least at 6 p.m um for i won't be on this channel but i will host it uh, with Mighty Teapot to talk about Guild Wars 2. I'm hoping to do some streaming tomorrow. Never any promises for the weekend, but I would like to get some stuff done. All right. <clears throat> it's going to be good. Be awesome, guys. I'll see you again. Have a great time.